Hang on, let me flip my headphone back around. You gotta flip me back around. Uh, we're back with another episode of Bits Over Broadway. Back, back, back again. Yet again. Here we are. Again. Back, back, back at our computers. That's right. Living, 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 living. That's living it. is... <laughs> Existing. We certainly are alive, I suppose. We definitely are existing. I had food today, I think. Um, okay, I brag. had water for the first time at like five o'clock. <laughs> Literal years. Me. It's been great. It's been good times. Um, How are you doing? I'm managing. Um, I saw... For a second, I thought you were going to say, I'm man in chair. I'm... I was like, okay, we're cutting this I'm man in chair. This quick. episode is five minutes long, and that's as long as podcasts should be. Musical like, should be an hour, and podcast should be and five podcast minutes. podcast should be five minutes, and that's it. <laughs> Honestly, I know I've said this before, but it is absolutely disgusting. Disgusting that we are still releasing podcast yeah. episodes yeah. in a time when no one is listening to podcasts. There's too many, and there are too They're many too podcasts, long. and there are too many episodes of those podcasts. And we should all yes. just agree to take a quick time out so everybody can get caught up, listen to all right? the podcasts they need to listen to. And we'll yeah, resume exactly. producing content in 2022. I agree, but alas, the content <laughs> machine must be fed by it the turns. blood. How of the content turns. creators so <laughs> we are here your your discussion your comment about water reminded me that i saw this uh excerpt from like a gq profile or something like that of uh okay. rob gronkowski's father whose name is I'm... gordy gordy gronkowski psycho <laughs> okay um, great love that a truly insane name he uh i think he's a football player i think he played for the patriots don't quote me on that i'm not very smart not Gordy. Gordy? The son. Gordy's okay. the dad. Anyway, they had five. Wait, no, I thought, doesn't Gronk play on the Chiefs? Because wasn't he in? Did he move? Wasn't he on? I think he was on the Patriots and maybe now he's the Chiefs. And then he fought Brady. Did he fight Tom Brady with his hands? Yes, because I'm relatively sure that like uh, my roommate mentioned, uh, Steph of mm-hmm. Bad Out of Hell mm-hmm. fame, uh, mentioned that Gronk was on the Chiefs while we were, or was on the um, whatever fucking team Tom Brady's on. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so he's the me. Bucks. He's the Bucks. Nah. There you go. He, did he go with Tom Brady? <laughs> he and Tom Brady so. were like, it's time to be friends. Okay. I've truly no idea i don't i don't keep up it doesn't matter this the doesn't matter is, this is not what any of this is about but i'm glad we've nailed it down come, to, come to bits over broadway the musical podcast where we talk about sports <laughs> that's right that's fresh content that i guarantee no other podcast broadway no podcast one else has. is doing that um anyways we're so innovators <laughs> that's right pioneers etc um so this excerpt was like talking about how dad the dad gordy estimates Mm -hmm. that at one point because he has five sons who big beefy boys he was like at one point we were going through 20 gallons of milk a month and i was like okay that's crazy my brothers drank a lot of milk so i texted my family group chat i texted my family group chat and was like lol amanda like my mom do you think that the boys could compete with this and my mom was like i mean honestly at one point i was buying four gallons of milk a week so and it was just my two brothers drinking it. I'm like, 
milk is disgusting. Did they have a drop of water before the age of 20? I'm concerned. I'm concerned about them. Perpetually dehydrated all through your teen years. But honestly, who wasn't? I mean, I guess just getting whatever came out of the shower head. (laughs) That's how I used to drink water and I turned out fine. Look at me. Very normal. Look at me. Very normal. Very healthy and very well adjusted to society. That's right. As evidenced by our back catalog. Exactly. <laughs> um, I I'm just mentally stable by the catalog of my podcast. <laughs> fully mentally stable, as you can tell by my room, which mm-hmm. Meryl can see uh, is very clean. And it's it definitely is very clean. There's no mess on the outside edges Not of on the, the screen, camera for whatsoever. Sure. <laughs> on the screen, it's very clean and I'm very organized and it looks mm-hmm. great. And it's making looks like me I'm doing feel well. calm. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. I try to bring a sense of calmness and maturity to this podcast. I just needed to I've get this on the record that. before uh, we go off on any other tangent that mm-hmm. actually has to do with the musical. Mm, I refuse. The only thing I know about Gronk is in my UCB one sketch class. Um, he was one in of it. the uh, <laughs> he was he Robert was, in, this was in my UCB he 101. Was in my UCB 101 <laughs> sketch. Um, no, there was a there's another guy who um, he wrote a sketch um, that was about Gronkowski, mm-hmm. and I didn't know who that was. So I, of course, was the person who had to read Gronkowski mm-hmm. in uh-huh. the fucking uh-huh. uh, table read. Yeah. And, none um, of those jokes landed on you. None huh? of those, well, it was it was great because like he was just like Gronkowski is a total douchebag like frat bro. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can play this character very well. Yeah, I, I'm well aware of the stereotype. Well, and, I was born to play, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and that is the that's that one sketch is the only thing I know about Gronkowski. Okay, love it was that. it was all about him like becoming an action movie. Star. Everything <laughs> I know about Rob Gronkowski, I learned in UCB 101 sketch. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Title of your memoir. First Title of, of my memoir. Do you want to, Mitch, we'll cut this. Do you want to know something so annoying? You know, when you have just like, you're very nervous at sketch class. Were you ever very nervous at sketch class? I always was um, afraid uh, of how everyone perceived me. Yeah, absolutely. I was mostly nervous about like actually writing the sketches because uh, famously, uh, I definitely wrote them either the day before or morning. Oh yeah, of. thousand percent the morning. Yeah. Of. Um, mostly, I just like desperately wanted them to think that I was funny. But I, whenever I would get uh, the script and they would like assign the role, like under my yeah. breath, I would always go the role I was born to play. Like I couldn't <laughs> stop doing it. I was very aware. It was insane that I kept saying it. That I kept doing that bit. That no one laughed. That I was doing it under my breath and really no one could hear it no one heard it and i just kept doing it like a fucking lunatic because i just like was so afraid i'm just like oh, the role i was born to play very, very quietly <laughs> anyway shortly thereafter there was a pandemic thank god and i didn't thank spend god. any more now- money to mutter the role i was born to play under my breath for fucking yes. eight weeks honestly thank god that the pandemic ended it ucb's reign of terror so we UCB. never <laughs> just destroyed completely it completely destroyed it so we never have to set foot in that class ever raised again. it to the fucking ground so i never have to feel insane uh, like unbelievable like i would feel myself saying i'm being like this is so why no it's not unhinged Carrie, I love it 20 year old raver is not the role i was born to play actually right. <laughs> actually no you were not born to play that role I was not. I was born to do 
something else, God knows, but it certainly wasn't to play that you role. You were born to play Grizabella in Cats. That's what we and said that forever is and ever. True. And that, that is, is true. Correct. And that is how I died. Of yeah. The role that you were born to Thank play. Thank you, Connor. Um, our musical today is <laughs> Mitch. You can't cut any of that now Fuck because you. I'm using it as our segue. I'll do a different segue. I'm not afraid. <laughs> What's that smell? Oh, it must be the musical we're doing this week. <laughs> Something rotten. <laughs> Let's get another seven seven segue takes, please. <laughs> all right, all right, everybody, hold. <laughs> you gotta get some room tone. <laughs> Oh, that was going to be so good, too. <laughs> oh, you can't. That's like my most shameful. I've never felt less funny than when I just kept repeating it like a fucking runaway train. <laughs> Couldn't stop myself. Like, it was. Listen, just, I am the king of doing bits until they're dead and yeah, drowned like, and buried. So I had totally a class get full it. of people who were like paying to be told how funny they are. I just insisted <laughs> yes. on being the most unfunny person alive. It's like, no, no, this is actually a very good bit. And if I do it 10 right. more times, you'll know. You'll you'll see how actually funny I am. Maybe if I say it again, you guys will finally get it. Maybe you just didn't hear me because I was mumbling it under my breath. So I'm going to mumble it one more time. Just keep your ears peaked, pricked up. So this week we are doing Something Rotten. Something Rotten, the musical. Connor, uh, could you yeah. possibly share with us some facts and figures? and figs facts and figs something rotten has music and lyrics by wayne and carrie kirkpatrick with a book written by carrie kirkpatrick and john o'farrell um and they are uh wayne and carrie are brothers um it originally um appeared on broadway um it didn't have an out-of-town tryout when they found out that the theater they wanted was open they just went for it Um, so uh they opened on broadway in april of 2015 and ran until january of 2017 for a total of 742 performances there was a tour in 2017 and 2019 um it was nominated for 10 tonys at the 2015 tonys only won one for featured actor it was also nominated for nine Drama Desk Awards only won one, 12 nominations at the Outer Critics, three nominations for the Drama League, and it even was nominated for the 2016 Grammys for Best Musical Theater Album. And just in case you don't know, Something Rotten, set in 1595, the story follows the Bottom Brothers, Nick and Nigel, who struggle to find success in the theatrical world as they compete with the wild popularity of their contemporary, William Shakespeare. Gotta be honest... Uh, yeah. reading through the wiki after I listened to the album really clarified some jokes. Um, I thought there was just a lot of gay top bottom jokes <laughs> happening, but I realized uh, four sentences yeah. into the Wikipedia that that's just their last name. <laughs> I was like, that's wow, just their last name. This is a real commitment to the bit uh, about being which on is... the bottom and being on top, which I guess was like a pun on their name and also their success. But I thought there was also an added layer of just like uh, queer. <laughs> <laughs> I see, and this is the thing, okay? I'm okay. going to get into it because yeah, I have thoughts. Just go off. <laughs> Gay people, we need to stop with the top and bottom jokes. It is done. It's played out. It's over. We are better than this. We're That's be- a direct we're smarter. <laughs> it 100% is. We are smarter. 
We make more money than straight people. We can do this. That's right. <laughs> the only tops and bottoms I want to hear about are the book is the book by Janet L. Stevens about a rabbit that tricks a bear into eating all the tops and bottoms of fruits and vegetables. <laughs> hear that? Queer community. <laughs> what fucking book is this? Connor, I know you know the book. Tops and bottoms. I simply don't bear, know the bear. book. <laughs> I simply okay, don't well, know. Okay, well, here's the deal. The rabbit does a little trick where he's like, bear, you love to sleep. Let me do all the work and you can reap all the benefits. Would you like the tops and the or the bottoms of the vegetables? And the bear is like, oh, I'll take the tops. So obviously the rabbit grows only vegetable, like root vegetables. Uh, of course you know to naturally so that he gives the gross tops to the bear and then he gets to keep the bottoms and then the bear switches and then the bear switches again and he's like i want the tops and the bottoms." so guess what the rabbit grows guess it's corn because <laughs> you don't need the tops <laughs> or the bottoms yeah just take the middles oh my god okay anyway Amazing. um cut that i love that <laughs> <laughs> No, keep that in. You can't cut that cut out. all of this. Um, okay, <laughs> let's let's dive in. Connor, you saw this. I did. I saw it in 2016. Uh, it was like one of the first shows that I saw after I moved here um, nice. or to the city. Nice. And I saw I saw it with um, uh, Christian Borrell and Brian Darcy James. Who oh, still my boyfriend, in, Brian Darcy James. As, yeah, as we love of oh, Shrek oh, fame. Oh. Um <laughs> And that's the only way I like him is little green ears. A little green ears, a little little green antennas. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, I I had a good time. It is fun as hell. Oh yeah, easily. It's not a it's not a thinker. That's oh. for sure. <laughs> All the jokes are straight down the fucking middle. Oh, Line yeah. drives, baby. <laughs> Line drives, baby. And it's perfect. Rain like, the mitt. Hearing that it did it win the Grammy or was just nominated for a Grammy? It was just nominated. For best musical theater album, like, yeah, this is, like, peak, ultimate, exactly what a musical theater album should be. There's not a fucking miss on the goddamn (laughs) album. I'm glad you think that. I was kind of worried. Turns out I just only don't like six because we've we've gone through several things where I'm like, well, this has aspects that I liked and this has aspects that I liked. So I think I just don't like six because I know you were worried that I wouldn't like this. Well, the thing that I the thing that I was mostly worried about was because this is essentially trying to do what title of show did as well. Yeah. Where it's like it's a movie about broad or it's a movie. It's a musical about Broadway. Yeah. um, Where they're make all of the jokes and the humor come from making fun of themselves. Yeah, totally. But I feel like the thing with this one is that they're very aware of it. It's, oh, it yeah. does the opposite thing of the of the prom where like they're kind of not in on the joke. The yeah. actors in the show are very oh, much in. Oh yeah, the absolutely. And though yeah. I don't love a period piece, I do appreciate. Listen, any show that has a song called "I Why I Hate Shakespeare," "God I Hate Shakespeare." Hi, hello, oh, yeah. it's me. My mantra, my theme song. Absolutely. How did you feel knowing the show was about a musical adaptation of Hamlet? I didn't know. So I I did not know what the show was about. I knew it was like Renaissance themed, yeah. middle, like whatever. Um, right. But I had no idea what the show was about. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> I got to be honest, the first time they like talk about Omelette, I was like, what the fuck is happening because i think a lot happens on stage that isn't sound it does so again the wiki was um illuminating uh for a lot of this 
Um, famously, musical theater, uh, visual medium. Yeah, famously. Um, once again, we learned the lesson. Everybody take a drink. We learned the lesson. <laughs> we learned it every single episode, and we never take and it we to never heart. St- and we never stop learning, baby. We never stop learning. <laughs> you never stop learning. Thank you. Thank uh, you, teachers. I, Clap for your teachers. That's right. Clap for teachers. Um, I love the opening number. It's a perfect... It's yeah. a perfect opening number. Welcome to the Renaissance. It's super catchy. It's fucking mm-hmm. fun as hell. Gets all the shit we need to know out of the way. Also, this feels like a big show. Is it a pretty heavy cast? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it has a couple a really of big clips, chorus. but yeah, it looked like the mm-hmm. chorus was huge, which I fucking yeah. loved. Yeah. And it's it has a lot of the numbers have like really big dance numbers and that kind of thing. Yes. Um, which is great. Like Love. that's what you want to see. Yeah. That's and why like I the come whole here. thing. That's why you come to the the musical, yeah. you know, like it's fun. It's good. Um, and I'm trying, I don't remember a ton about mm-hmm. it, but I do remember some aspects, but I definitely remember there was a big chorus yeah, or ensemble. Uh, okay. So for, we go right from welcome to the Renaissance into gotta hate Shakespeare. I mean, like not a fucking miss. I'm telling you. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. No. And I love, I, the, I really do like that. They kind of, um, uh i'm what the fuck am i about to say um they capture nick bottom like captures that like feeling of you're you're doing the industry thing you're like working in entertainment and you just fucking hate everybody who is just slightly more successful than <laughs> you are to me and anybody in the comedic alt scene <laughs> exactly <laughs> me just being like mm, well you know i mm-hmm. just think <laughs> Listen, I just think what they're doing is just a knockoff of John Early and Kate Land, and uh, that's all anybody has ever done. Me, Gary, unsuccessful (laughs) in my apartment doing not comedy. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, agreed is what I'm saying. Agreed. We will pick it apart. We will say we hate it, but we will still go to every single show. A thousand percent. What I have better things to do? No, I don't. As I no, said I before, I am not busy doing working. Thank you. Um, I do really appreciate the directness. The, these motherfuckers said we're going to write a musical and the jokes are going to be body as hell and mm-hmm. they're going to be fucking straight. Don't be a penis. The man's a genius. My yeah. God. <laughs> like Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber wishes he had the balls to Honestly. write such. Who fucking wrote Wicked again? Steven. Now sometimes the yeah, other Steven. St- Steve uh, Schwartz. Schwartz. <laughs> Steve Schwartz is like. Listen, I dream. <laughs> I dream of writing no, such No, Steve Schwartz is too busy making up his own words to fit whatever fucking wild <laughs> he schemes he's coming up with. <laughs> don't be a penis. He's a genius. No, you don't have to you make You don't have to do it. Just say penis. Oh, my God. <laughs> I say penis a lot in this show. I say penis a lot. <laughs> Every time I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yes. Um. But it's fun. I mean, I think it's in keeping with the theme. I feel like the Renaissance was very like sexual. I don't know. I feel like I mean, look at the art. Everyone's tits were out. Tits are amazing. (laughs) I mean, they're just everywhere. It got very warm in the summer. That's what you don't understand. So it was a necessity, honestly. Um, Um, I really uh, this also introduces the song also introduces us to Nigel, who is my favorite mm -hmm. character in the show. He's just so he's very neurotic and he's very like in his head and he Mm -hmm. like is super awkward until he meets the girl, the Puritan girl. Um, and he's just so funny. He's got like he's the the guy who played him in the show. I don't know the actor's name, but he was like spot on with like the always in his head writer type. But he was like, uh, uh, I I don't know. He's just like I don't know. It's like great. Perfect. 
It yeah. was perfect. Wait, I'm seeing Heidi Blickenstaff. Is she? That's yeah. that is title of show. She, right? That, yeah, she was in title of show, and she plays. Oh, B, okay, cool. Um, and Nick's she plays wife. B. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And uh, sorry, I was looking ahead to right hand man. Um, oh, I was, I is, love that song. It's so it's fucking a good, good one. It's a bop. I mean, listen, we love Heidi. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. It's fun. It's just a fun like. Okay, so I will say again, Wikipedia very instructive. Um, was hard for me to realize that there were two different women I was supposed to be paying attention to in this musical, yes. and also, frankly, two different men. <laughs> like. <laughs> Gun to my head the first time I listened through this, I would have been like, yes, it's about a man writing a play who doesn't like Shakespeare and Shakespeare is uh, trying to steal or um, they're both trying to steal each other's plays. Not quite sure someone doesn't like Shakespeare and Shakespeare seems like a real prick. Right. And also someone falls in love. I thought all of that was happening between like three characters. I love that. Turns out it's five. There's quite a few few characters. There are several many characters. There are several many characters. Like many shows on Broadway, Uh there are several many characters. (laughs) Much to my dismay, I've asked them to keep it to three as that is all I can retain. I I mean, musicals should be one hour long. They they should have three (laughs) characters and that's it. (laughs) And and no intermission. (laughs) No intermission. Thank you. That's why Hedwig is the perfect musical. It's exactly right. That's why Hedwig is the perfect musical. Um, <laughs> cut me repeating the joke because that's so good. Um, okay, exactly. Let's talk a little I bit more your about jokes what. All the time. Um, uh, no, it's fine. What's going on with Right Hand Man? Like, what are we explaining here? Yeah. So right here, this is the part of the show where um, they, Nick and Nigel, are kind of like really. They feel really bad because again, they're going up against Shakespeare and they are fighting Tough. to like just get their name known they want to they want to be heard um and their patron is about to like pull front funds from the um troop that they're in so they go home and nick is like trying to oh there's this whole thing with shylock who's a jew um and nick is like trying to figure out a way to like accept his money because in tudor england it was illegal to because you know we have to be anti-semites through all of history so um uh it's illegal to employ a jew so he's like trying to finagle his way around like you being able to use shylock's money because shylock wants to um use the or like to fund the troop so mm-hmm. be nick's wife is like, hey, um, maybe I could help out around like getting money for the family yeah. so that we can have a better life. Maybe if we both work, we could have more money, Henry. And Nick <laughs> is like, no, I'm your husband. Let me provide for you. Like it's my job because we're in the Renaissance and that was a little bit old bet. fashioned, Nick. Just a little bit. <laughs> And this right-hand man is essentially her saying, no, let me be your guy. Like, put me in, coach. I'm ready. Let's go. And this mm-hmm. is like, the, this kind of sets up everything that B does throughout the show because she's very much a side character. She's not really like part of the action very much, but mm-hmm. she pops up everywhere. And it's always, okay, she's that. always in disguise as a man doing some weird job. Classic. It's very funny because you'll like see a couple of like, you'll see like two or three guys like carrying a bread cart down the like, um, like side of the stage. And then all of a sudden, like she rips off the hat and like the, the fucking like cloak and it's Heidi Blickenstaff. And like that happens. That's like a running gag throughout the show. And it's 
perfection. I love it. What um, I love is wearing a disguise um, only to dramatically reveal, reveal the, it. the disguise. <laughs> reveal the disguise. Um, or I'm like a terrible spy, but or like I'm, she'll um, be wearing I'm a mustache and she'll be she'll be like take the mustache off a little bit and she'll be like it's me. <laughs> like it's very good. Honestly. Um, and I hate to say this. Yeah. The role I was born to play. Uh, the role you were born to play. You can't make a comment if we're going to cut all of that. I hate to say this. <laughs> Knowing my history. You simply cannot make a callback <laughs> if we cut all of that. That's not fair. <laughs> um, that one's just for me and the Patreon listeners. <laughs> So yeah, but Right Hand Man is so good. The thing I like about the music is that even though it might not like be like your Stephen Sondheim type type of music or anything like that, where it's like super narrative through line, it's telling you it's part of the story. It's just like your classic musical theater, like just giving you color. It's it's giving you the color of the show, and it's um it's providing just some i don't know levity a lot of levity it's like your fucking classic it's just classic musical comedy and i I, that's what i really like about the show me too it's great it um it knows what the fuck it's doing and it it hits its mark every time which is such a relief i feel like yeah i guess that's uh, that is i don't know why i keep talking about six but i guess because they're both like a weird old english kind of time but like I was never sure if the joke was going to land or if I was supposed to be laughing or whatever. And this just feels like I'm in, I'm in good hands. Like I know that the jokes are going to hit. I know that it's all, I don't know. It just feels well done. I think one of the differences is that with six, what they were trying to do was they were trying to make the humor more contemporary. And by that meaning like having the, like the thing that we talked about the most, like having the modern references, like Mm -hmm. referring to the different and like putting different pop artists music in the show itself. Whereas like this, I feel like the humor it's contemporary in the sense of the way that they're telling the joke, but it's the, the joke is about the time period that the piece is set in. Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. Yep. You're so like hundred percent, right. It, it works on, on both levels because it's the, you're getting it in the contemporary sense, but it's also like a joke about the black death, like causing pus to seep mm-hmm. out of your dick like that. Yeah. That it, it works. RIP. Yeah. Rest in penis. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have that um, put on my gravestone. <laughs> R.I.P. Rest in penis. Rest in penis. <laughs> uh, just I'm gonna keep the R.I. And no one will know what that stands for, but I will spell out penis. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I, we simply must yes. speak about a musical. I'm skipping yeah. over Gotta Be no, Shakespeare okay. Reprise because that's while just I love him. it, I feel I've covered it. <laughs> yeah, and that's also it. Also, just kind of reinforces what we kind of already understand about. Nick is that he he hates Shakespeare just because he's more successful than he is, not because of any like artistic and differences or anything like that. Let he who is without doing that cast the first fucking cast stone. Cast the first right? stone, baby. <laughs> Thank you. So the bit here yes. is that he goes to and I can't with this Thomas Nostradamus yes. which is Nostradamus's nephew yeah psycho shit I fucking love it I love it's it it's so stupid it's deeply 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 dumb oh, it's, that's why I like yeah, it yeah it's very stupid and he um he's like guess what this is the hot new thing you gotta do a musical right and, and 
And then it just is the most insane concept of explaining what a musical is to a person who's never heard of a musical. Yes. And then referencing literally every musical you can think of uh, (laughs) to illustrate the point. Incredible. So I watched a clip of this from from the Broadway run and so good all of the like props and gags like the south pacific reference wearing their little sailor hats and the you know hard knock life buckets Mm -hmm. and among literally a myriad of ending with the chorus line headshots like it's perfect it's truly so good i laughed so much like even before watching it, I was laughing at just at the references because I, I you know, when you catch them, it, this musical reminded me a lot of Spamalot. Um, yeah, absolutely. It definitely has the same vibe. Yeah. And so I don't mind the reference to the musical. Right. I don't know why it works for me now, but it did. It really, really did. It made me laugh. So Because so, it's so, not, so it's, much. it's just one song. It's, it's this and yeah. um the omelet number when they, yes. uh, they also make yeah. references to musicals, but it's not the whole right. conceit. Correct. Correct. Um, so I, what I also love, um, truly can't believe they were able to keep Sutton Foster away from this little bitch. Honestly. Um, the amount of tap dancing is so like a siren song to her. I can't believe. I'm sure she was banging at the, they, the stage they door to every keep night. Her out of the theater. They're like, we <laughs> must give Heidi Blickenstaff a chance, Sutton. Give someone else a chance, Sutton. <laughs> Your tap shoes have worn through, Sutton. <laughs> we simply do not have any more sparkly leotards left. <laughs> your feet are bloodied, Sutton. You cannot nail the metal to your to your own bare feet. <laughs> yes. um, also, what I one of my favorite lines in uh, a musical yeah. is discussing a kick line and how everyone just seems to love it when you do that, which is a very very true and b makes one wonder why no choreographer on drag race has ever figured that out like i I know that's not usually the vibe on drag race or kick line but like number one way it's so fucking easy to do a kick line and it's the easiest way to impress people it's just right all stand together pick up your knee put it down kick pick up your other knee put it down kick like it's literally it's so easy and it will get applause Every, every time, time. it doesn't every even time. have to look good it will still get applause it really does not <laughs> you don't let the rockets fool you no. it really doesn't have to look like that Honestly. people will clap i've done kick lines in a parade like a moving kick line behind a tractor trailer right which is bananas that is impressive <laughs> thank you people were very impressed <laughs> <laughs> i'm impressed right now <laughs> Did it look good? I don't know. I was in it. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> and it's best that I never know, frankly. Exactly. I have never, be- I will never be able to tell you if any of the kick lines I've been a part of have ever looked good, but I know I got applause and that's what's ma- that's, that's what matters. <laughs> that's what makes them so successful. Exactly. You don't know that they look like shit and everyone else thinks they look great. It's exactly. The perfect move. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciated the call out in a musical of how great kick lines are. It was great. Thank and you. also, of course, they do a kick line at that part. And yes, the audience did applaud. And we 
all love it. Yes. It doesn't matter that we know we're going to love it. We still love it because it's still so cool. Because that's what at the same time. Right. And like that's a lot of what this part of the show does is that it is it's very self-effacing. And that's what again, going back to what I said earlier, that's why I think this works and six doesn't because Mm -hmm. they're you're in on the joke. You know what they're doing. Like even in there's this one line that's always stuck with me in the second act when Shakespeare has disguised himself to like infiltrate the um, rehearsals of omelet to like steal the show. He's like, Oh, I'm an actor from York. And then Nick bottom is like, all right, let's hire the New York actor. Like that line has always stuck with me, but like it's a classic. It's that's a fucking solid ass joke. Exactly, like it works, and like you're fu- you fucking yeah, it's know dumb as shit, it's and dumb I as fucking shit. love it. Yeah, <laughs> the, it's hack as hell, and right. it's perfect. It's the, yeah, the, it's because the characters are in on the joke, and mm-hmm. they like, like you're not like making this whole world yeah. something else that it's not. That's a fucking perfect musical theater joke. Yeah. Frankly. Oh my god, like I've, you can hear the timing on that. Yeah. It's. Yeah, absolutely. I I like to this day I saw the show like what four years ago and I that joke has stuck with me since. I love it. Yeah, it's perfect. Thank you. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> thank you. I say as if I wrote it. Thank myself. you. Uh, thank you. I wrote it. <laughs> thank you. I remembered it on my own. <laughs> I, I did remember it unprompted, which these days that is impressive. Um, okay, so point is, a musical is a perfect song. Um, it really and is. I it's deeply great. love it. The next song is The Black Death, which is about a show about the Black Death. Yes. And the... Here's my pitch. <laughs> Here's my... Okay. Hear me out. So I know we're living through it. I know we are This currently... is literally every playwright right now who's like, yes. okay. Hear me out. Do you guys want to hear my hot take my COVID play. COVID. No. <laughs> nobody fucking wants to hear your fucking COVID play. We are living through it. This is still in it, baby. (laughs) Specifically, Aaron Sorkin, if you write a goddamn miniseries about goddamn COVID-19, I will hunt you down myself. Okay, but what you are forgetting... I will have none of it. (laughs) What you're forgetting is that in Aaron Sorkin's show about COVID, the virus is defeated by our patriotism. (laughs) Um, Okay. Wow, I gotta say, I the timing of that fucking cutout was like right when there should have been a laugh, and I was like, "Wow, that did not fucking land." <laughs> that Aaron Wait, Sorkin joke did not land. <laughs> was it? Was it the Aaron Sorkin uh, patriotism bit? Was that that when I cut out? Okay, good. Well, I was about to launch into a whole like Aaron Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin is hot thing. So (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Sorkin is controlling the internet, and he is oppressing us. (laughs) He heard us making jokes and he cut our internet. He was like, after what he did to Kristen Chinwith, (laughs) get him. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Lord. Um, All right. Perfect. Let's pick up from. Um, All right. So the Black Death. Yes. uh, Much in the same way. Don't pitch us COVID uh, musicals. Can you Please imagine don't. a COVID musical? Oh, yeah. oh my God. It'd just be Dear Simply, Evan Hansen, but sadder. I was just going to say it's Dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> but we're coughing. Oh, uh, we're writing it is the point. We I take back everything actually, I said. Mitch, cut this. Weep. Connor and I are writing Dear Donald Trump a COVID parody. Um, <laughs> Oh, God, it's going to be terrible. Find it at <laughs> it's gonna the be Magnet very Theater good. in 2022. 
We'll be at the Cherry Lane for previews. <laughs> Our off-Broadway run at the Cherry Lane. Oh, okay, I love it. Um, perfect. So anyway, all this to say, The Black Death is basically Nick Bottoms' pitch to... Is it to Shylock or is it to Lord Chatham or whoever? I think it's both. Okay. No, he's I think like, it might be Lord Chatham. Okay. And because I, I'm relatively sure that's when he's like, I'm, we're done. I'm not doing this. <laughs> this like, is insane. Do, do not do this. <laughs> don't do this. This is bad. And that's yeah. when Nick is like, I, what are we going to do? So he goes back to Nostradamus, Thomas <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> and is like I'm what? mad I'm mad what do I do and so then he looks into the future again and as we can already tell Nostradamus is not a very good soothsayer so he looks uh, he looks into the future to see like what Shakespeare's next sh- good like big show is going to be and he like gets it just a little bit wrong and he says oh this is a show called Omelette <laughs> and he thinks that it's about breakfast food and instead of understanding that it's about a Danish prince, it's about a prince who eats Danishes. He can't eat the love of my life. <laughs> or the role you were born to play. One or the other. It's either the love of my life or the role I was born to play. I only have two jokes, Connor. <laughs> as, as viewers of this podcast can't tell you. <laughs> um, okay, perfect. Um, let's go to I Love the Way. Um, which is that's Shakespeare's oh, that's singing, the, right? No, I think I love the way is the poetry one, right? Oh yeah, so I think like, it's like Portia and Nigel. Now I'm assuming Portia, um, yes. who are like I actually love reading books. Yeah, I'm kind of quirky that I'm way. Kind of like a, <laughs> like I'm kind of weird, kind of different. Yeah. I'm very. If you haven't noticed, random. I'm different. I'm weird. <laughs> this is very much the Colt Sprouse Riverdale monologue moment. Very, 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 and they are both wearing Jughead hats. It's Absolutely. it's a bizarre it's choice, weird. but it works. It does work. <laughs> It's one of those weird anachronisms that, you know, they just yeah. pulled it off. Six couldn't, yeah. but this could. <laughs> this did it. Nailed it. Stuck the landing. I, I really could not believe, like, how much I liked that song for how dumb I thought it would be. Like, yeah. just two people being like, Brad, you like to read? I, I like, like to read. read. And that's kind of that's like the problem. whole thing with, like, Portia and Nigel is when they're talking to each other. They're saying, like, wait, you like to eat breakfast? I like to eat breakfast. It's, yes. like, very stupid. And it's very funny. It just works. Because they're An not, incredible... try- again, they're not trying to, like, do anything different. They're just being yeah. dumb. Just being dumb. Uh, an incredible um, thing that that story happened to me in real life uh, on spring break my senior year. Oh, my, my God. My friend Sarah got unbelievably drunk on spring break and was like she came up to me she had been dancing with this guy and i was like what's going on like what's with this guy he's like he likes animals i like animals (laughs) okay so he's like baseline not a sociopath very cool very good and now they're (laughs) married and they have three children they are not (laughs) i don't even remember his name and i bet she doesn't either (laughs) who's to say but they both liked animals, which is the point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I love the way is really fun and s- just yeah. so stupid. And obviously, is the uh, uh, the song is these two characters falling in love yeah. or like connecting over whatever um, books, I guess. <laughs> uh, so moving quite right along, uh, mm. 
Okay. Did not realize that this next song was taking place in the park, but am now like after again reading the wiki, hearing that this next part takes place as a Shakespeare in the park concert. Yes. I simply lost my mind. Um I lost my mind just listening to the song because I think it's so fucking good and smart and funny. Right. And then just absolutely passed away when I read that it's a Shakespeare in the Park. Shakespeare in the Park. Um, Because, of course, you make William Shakespeare a fucking rock star. Oh, my God. Like just Russell Brand from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes. Like it's unbelievable it's, it's so such good. a good and specific choice it yeah. works on every level and it it really kind of hammers home like adds a layer as to why nick would hate william shakespeare so much oh my god yeah i hate him so much oh, after absolutely this. like what a fucking asshole like and the whole fucking song setup of like a set list with yes. sonnets and like the acoustic session and then bringing it back, like having them chant his name. It's just, it's so good. It's yeah. like pitch perfect. I'm it, obsessed with it. Yeah. Every single, every single thing is like down to the, it, the they nailed the specifics and in, in the number yes. really, really well. And if we've learned anything from our failed UCB training, it's <laughs> you got to have those specifics, baby. You simply must have the specifics. Thank you. Um, but no, Christian I really, Borle and Christian Borle, like his performance as the bard is just excellent. He really yeah. goes into the whole, like he really plays up the whole, like, dick angle um he also uh in the second act he like he really nails the aggrieved celebrity thing of like oh god it's so So hard hard to be famous i hate it so much (laughs) and he's just like he's just like lounging on like these very opulent couches Mm -hmm. and being like oh god it's Mm -hmm. so hard to be me Mm -hmm. it's it's excellent his performance as is just so great i highly recommend if anyone can watch um uh it's hard to be the bard um and any of those i think there's a recording of it on youtube i highly recommend it. it's very funny okay nice i'll add that to my viewing list did you ever see did you ever watch party down like adam scott and yes oh yeah i actually i watched that a couple years ago so there is an episode in, I want to say, like the first or second season with the guy who plays one of the McPoyle brothers from Always Sunny. He yeah. plays a rock star, like this Satanist rock yeah. star who does kind of the same thing where he's like, it's pretty fucking hard to be famous. Like, And they're like, you get to fuck models. And he's like, yeah, and it's boring. <laughs> you wouldn't like it either if it was your job every night to fuck models. <laughs> And so then he like that. becomes the bartender and he's like so delighted by the just like interpersonal dramas yeah. of being a bartender and he ends up getting fired. Anyway, this song was like that, but in a musical. And I was like, yes, it's so good to watch someone be aggrieved by fame. Just someone yes. who's like, it's actually very hard to be rich and famous. Just Chrissy Teganing about. <laughs> just Chrissy Teganing, you know, paying $1,400 for a bottle of wine. Sometimes waiters trick me into buying wine. I'm like, I've never set foot inside an establishment that would carry a $13,000 bottle of wine. So I don't feel like maybe you were tricked necessarily. Right. (laughs) Go to a McDonald's. They won't trick you there. The prices are listed on the menu. Mm. They will (laughs) tell you. It's hard to be me. It's It's hard to be me. me. It's hard to be me. I don't think there's a hard... uh, Oh, there is hard to be the bard. It's oh, it's from the Marriott Theater. It's not from the. 
But they mm-hmm. he always has like a little entourage around him, which is okay, great. Oh, he they kind of also lean into like a little boy band aspect of it, which is fun. Okay, cute. Yeah. Um, and also the costumes are just excellent. The costumes and, um, are great. Looking at the thumbnails, God, the Bard's little ensemble is just hot. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, he's a rock star, Connor. You gotta it's, be horny for it's him. It's just like you got. You, he's got. They got like little coats, and their their shirts are very deep knees, V necks uh-huh, down uh-huh, to their uh-huh. their belly buttons. He's the rum tum tugger of this show, Connor. He has to be very sexy. He's a very curious cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's um, fun. Okay, perfect. Uh, then we get to bottom's going to be on top, which is, uh, in fact, not about being gay, but is about being successful. But it is also a little bit about, you know, gay humor. Yeah, of course. Of because course. they do throw in, in a musical, they throw in the line, the chorus, uh, the chorus boys, boys are kind of gay. So, like, <laughs> queerness does exist in this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, Not an aside, just a straight up, like, just straight and up, sometimes like, he, they're gay. And all the chorus <laughs> boys are just queer. They're all, they're all, <laughs> this is the closest you could ever get in a musical to calling somebody a faggot. Like, <laughs> until our musical about COVID, where Thank we call you. everyone a faggot. <laughs> Equal opportunity. <laughs> we will be. Yeah. COVID is just our COVID musical is just us doing slurs. Yeah. Oh God, that'd be terrible. We would to be, be clear. To out. be clear, we will not be doing that. Yeah, we would sell it with the fucking Republican crowd, but that would be about it. Money's money, baby. <laughs> oh, what, I have a how, soul left. This is how Steven Crowder was born. <laughs> exactly. That's a hundred percent correct. Yes. A thousand percent. When you see the opportunity, you're like, mm, well, if it can make money. Me money okay. Yeah. And I don't have All to right. work a desk job. Thank you. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Uh, bottom's going to be on top is the act break. Yeah. 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 It's a good, it's a good one to go out on. Honestly. Yeah. It's fun. And like they have like a little tap dance section and um, like everybody's more on stage tapping. and more tapping. Uh, <laughs> B, of course, makes an appearance. So yeah, it's good. Perfect. Um, you know what I, I will say this and maybe we should keep it for the act break, but I won't. Um, what I loved is that I knew it was the act break because we come back at top of act two with a reprise, which with the I simply welcome and wish more people did. Of course. Just remind me. Remind me what this whole thing is again. Okay, great. Now I remember. I'm it's sorry. Been, the line for the bathroom was 100 years long. It's An been 15 minutes. 20,000 fucking hours to dry her hands. Yes. Please. Well, it's not her fault that the Broadway theater's like hand dryers are just a little <sighs> breath of air that barely <laughs> fucking dries your hands. Like when you, like when you breathe on your car window to draw yeah, pictures. To, that's... to draw pictures on it. That's what <laughs> yeah. the Broadway hand dryers are. Exactly. So I appreciate the uh, coming back and getting me back into the world so I can forget about the, you know, travesty of the powder room. Yeah. Like if you're Um, going to have an act break, like number one, you already lost me there. Number two, (laughs) (laughs) like bring us back to the world, set the scene, (laughs) like get it, get us back into that mindset. It's been 15 minutes. My wine, my mind has been wiped completely blank and I've I've forgotten everything that's happened. glasses of wine. (laughs) You gotta chug those glasses of wine in fifteen minutes. <laughs> I have six souvenir cups from something rotten. It cost me seven hundred dollars to go to that show, <laughs> and only one hundred fifty. That was the ticket. Yeah, exactly. The rest was wine. <laughs> 
<laughs> half a glass in my souvenir something rotten cup. It's yep. tragic. It's sad. Um, and okay, that's, why, so... that's why Broadway is so expensive. <laughs> They don't tell you that, but it's all it's, in the concessions. It's all in the concessions. It's <laughs> Much not, like a movie the theater, that's where they make their money. Very cheap. You just the <laughs> second you go in, they're like, "Well, you got to go buy concessions now because you got to get your cup." That's right. They don't let you sneak food in. They're yeah. not as lax as an AMC or no. a Regal. What have you? God, my kingdom for sneaking fucking a pad food time into something rotten. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. We're back in the Ren Haysons. Um, hard to be the bard. We kind of talked about it before the break. Yeah. But I mean, perfect song. Perfect song. It's great. He's he's just like lounging around his study being like, oh, God, it's so hard to be famous. And I love it. It's great. Yes. Christian Bro, like I said, he gives such an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to say that he stayed with the run the entire show. Oh, nice. But I'm not entirely sure. And I uh, don't don't uh, fact check me on that because I will get mad at you. I do have the Broadway version of IMDb pulled up and I can't remember what it is for this joke. So uh, Mitch, I B D B. I think E B D B. OK, sure. I, I be Broadway. If you're on Tumblr, that's a Tumblr joke. <laughs> if you're still on Tumblr, please do tweet at us or tum- Tumblr. Hey, I'm still on Tumblr, so I but will like tweet regularly. At you. Yeah, like every day. No. <laughs> Why is this so wow. shocking? I'll be honest. It's, it's, I hadn't. I like really fell off probably in like 2016, and then went I back. Just, I I'm getting back on is the thing. Did you have to like do a massive unfollow and refollow of like new stuff or are you still like largely into the same people, same things? I'm still largely in the same people. A lot of it has because like all of the insufferable like fandom and like uh like discourse people have left for Twitter now uh-huh. and uh on uh somewhat on TikTok. Um it's mostly just like memes and comedy bullshit and like okay, nice. funny posts and shit posting. So it's like it's becoming and it's all chronological, which is great. Oh, love and that. yeah, so like it's slowly becoming like a nice reprieve from the hell that is Twitter and the incessant um, never-ending content machine that is TikTok. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll get back on yeah. Tumblr. I just, like, got on the other day and, like, I mean, probably in the last six months and was like, oh, I don't care. I don't need to follow, like, screen caps of Parks and Rec anymore. Like, I, that's... Right. I don't need that in my life, actually. I don't really... Like, oh, yeah. Parks and Rec is not a show that I go back to. Like, it was fun while it was on, and I don't need to revisit it at all uh rude to me that is my comfort <laughs> rude show to so, literally okay. everyone in my life but it just doesn't do <laughs> yeah, it for right me. um oh, i understand anyway uh 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 so all of that to say tumblr is good now okay noted and i will get back on the app the Thank application <laughs> i'll get back on um, the site <laughs> you're right it does suck because the, there's a lot less porn. I like I still see porn, but it's a lot less. <laughs> yeah, and like, what's the point if I can't see? You know, and what's the point if you just can't just little. see like just like a little bit like, of nipple, a little bit of dick? Yeah, it's like that's what that's what makes life worth living. Yeah, I had to follow so many lingerie accounts on Instagram. Oh just my to god, get my tell fix. me about it. <laughs> like, right? What the 
god. I just have to now, now I have to do this to see hot people? What the hell? And because because Instagram sucks now and is basically going down the toilet, you can't even follow the lingerie blogs because they all their posts get the fucking Censored. flagged. I have to d- remind Instagram that I'm in charge of my own eyeballs and I do want to see it. I hateful hate, to me and my family. Hateful. Hateful. Hateful to you and your eyeballs. Hateful to me and my seven children who share my Instagram account. <laughs> They deserve to see lingerie, My too. algorithm is fucked up. <laughs> um, okay. Can you imagine just eight people? I'm already so mad because Mitch... Sharing one Instagram? <laughs> yeah. I'm already mad all the time because Mitch uses Hell. my Spotify. And so all my Discover Weekly recommendations are based on what just he like, would want because he's the yeah. one who uses my Spotify. And I'm like... Your computer is right next to mine. Just use your computer. You're fucking up my preference machine. Now it's thinking I prefer all these things that I do not. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> okay. I love this. Um, this is it's amazing. Eggs. This is excellent content. <laughs> this is what people log on for. Uh, yep. It's eggs. My favorite thing about my, my favorite thing about this um, song is that it it's kind of like more saying more about nick as a character because he can only write one song yeah (laughs) he is so bad at creating a musical he can only write the same song just with different lyrics now i don't want to say this because we have offered to rewrite several many musicals (laughs) many we have offered to become broadway script doctors at least twice (laughs) in living memory (laughs) and uh, it's hard to write music. It's hard to write a musical, actually. So yeah, it I is. feel and this. maybe we should have been a little bit softer on sticks, but and I won't. I, and you can't make me. And actually. we won't. And we you can't make us. <laughs> but like, I really do feel for Nick because if if asked, someone was like, "Hey, you should write a musical," I'd be like, "Oh no, <laughs> how? <laughs> when?" <laughs> exactly (laughs) where do i start just catch me googling how to write a musical (laughs) the night before the musical is due (laughs) night before musical is due how to write um but it's me and i'm i'm that gif of christina aguilera with her chunky shell jewelry just like yes at the library logging on (laughs) yes To write my musical. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yes, it's eggs. And Shylock is now officially their new investor. Um, I was to say, this feels like the ramp up to like all the conflict is coming to a head. Yes, kind of. It is. It definitely is. Because like you, this is, is this before or after To Thine Own Self? Before. This is before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely like kind of, we're starting to get into um, Nigel is feeling unfulfilled and he wants to do something actually serious and not just like try to create a one-off like that will make them famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you, you're, you're absolutely right. We are starting to see that tension um, that's built like the, finally we're getting some stakes in the, sh- <laughs> the, yeah. in in the musical. Two, they were like, I guess we'll do a story. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll have some conflict in here or whatever, Which, whatever, take it or leave it in my, and opinion. this is also, this is also when we see Shakespeare um, infiltrate the show. Yeah. Which I didn't know was happening. Yeah. <laughs> until again, I read the wiki. It's not, it's he's cause he doesn't do any like numbers or anything like that. He kind of just like comes in. He's barely disguised. Mm-hmm. I think he like wears like a hat or something like that. And cool. everyone's like, oh, it's this new guy. This, uh-huh. And um, 
he they're like okay we'll hire the new york actor and like that bit and then he's in the show mm-hmm. and easy, then that's easy it. audition process it's so easy it was so much easier to be an actor <laughs> in the <laughs> renaissance apparently yeah if oh you God. can survive the plague you're pretty much a shoe on you're shoo-in. pretty much cats yeah you're good to go buddy do you think that's how it's gonna be after covid <laughs> You can survive the plague. Honestly, your cast in the show. <laughs> if some shit doesn't change real fast, yes, <laughs> yes, and that is dark but true. Um, yeah, why is his name Toby Belch? I assume there was some like uh, Michael Glass, not Michael Glass, uh, George Glass shit going down. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't fully remember. <laughs> um, had to show that clip to Mitch the other day because I was like, oh, yeah, it's a real George Glass situation. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck? Wait, oh, are you, you telling me that Mitch doesn't... haven't seen the Brady movie? <laughs> Mitch, wait, you're telling me that Mitch, his brain is not made up of just random TV and movie quotes? <laughs> Internet humor? No, in fact, it isn't. <laughs> What's it like to not have your brain be completely broken? <laughs> I tried to do a very bad gonna take my yoshi to the old safe place old town road rip off the other day and don't ask why and mitch was like yeah that's great and he's like no keep going with the song i was like no 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 that's a (laughs) reference to another song that exists he's like not interested (laughs) like okay great You thought I was just crafting up little ditties? No. <laughs> I don't have time. You thought that you were finally writing the musical that yeah, we have it's to like write. about fucking time. <laughs> People have been <laughs> banging down the door. <laughs> they are banging. They are clamoring, clamoring. for it. Broadway Hunty. is closed, but they need it now. <laughs> they need it now. <laughs> Who they need else it for is all gonna... the pop-ups. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <sighs> 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 gonna take that thought off mike um explain to me the the concept here because I, I, the wiki is not clear and i'm very dumb so nostradamus sees what shakespeare's hit is going to be yes but he's like because of the whole like musical thing we understand that he he can he can see into the future but he's not exactly good at it sure so like the musical concept is like okay he saw too far into the future uh-huh. the omelet thing is he saw something he didn't fully catch like mm-hmm. it completely and he's just kind of interpreting but what then he saw how does shakespeare know because like the whole the whole bit that's written is like he goes to he infiltrates to see the hit he's going to write like how does that right. get revealed to him like how do you mean like how does he like, know does that it, the bottom like that nick bottom is writing a show that's supposed to be his show because when bottom is going to be on top like they are, they talk to each other oh, and that's right that's right okay, um, okay like omelet is kind of like because it's this whole they've been like promoting it as being like this new thing yes he's like oh you're right you're the one who's writing omelet so right, he's right, gonna right. go and then then we come to like the con- the actual conflict of the show, which is between Nick and Nigel. Mm-hmm. And Nigel's like, well, I want to tell this story that is more true to myself mm-hmm. about this prince named Hamlet, mm-hmm. which is the actual play right. that Shakespeare is- Sh- writes. Shakespeare writes Hamlet. Right. The new information to me. You didn't know that? Didn't, didn't you? Weren't, wait, Meryl- wh- were you in Hamlet? Was I the priestess in Hamlet? Yes, I was. <laughs> My titular role. Can Can you tell me what exactly was the concept of that Now, Hamlet? Connor, I just want you to sit the fuck down for a second and buckle the fuck up. And it's kind of new and it's different, so you may okay. not have ever heard this before, but think about it like this. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. It's not post-apocalyptic per se. Okay. It's more future dark ages. My mind is fucking blown. Do you get it? Do you get the, I get do it. Do you get it? Okay. So that's what I, I was it. thinking for my interpretation of Hamlet. And also I'm going to cut out all the parts that I don't like. So Shakespeare learns through other means that yes. he's going to write Hamlet. But N- Nigel's actually the one who writes it. Right. And so like Nigel steals we, it? so like yeah, we go we get the whole like thing with like Portia. There's like Portia and Nigel are falling in love more. Um honestly, that's kind of ancillary to the plot. Though I think the it really only comes into like when they at the end of the show when they get exiled. Yeah. They go to America and I think they're it's implied that they go to America with the Puritans on the Mayflower. Cuz she's a Puritan. Because she's a Puritan. Because Portia is a Puritan. Um, Portia but... papers? Go ahead. <laughs> so... <laughs> so Nigel writes Hamlet and he's like, I want... Kind of encouraged by William Shakespeare. Like he's trying to sow discord in the process. And um, Nigel writes the show and he's like, I think we should do this instead. And Nick is like, no, we're doing omelet because that's what Nostradamus told us to do. It's going to be the next big thing. You are wrong. Um, And it's basically just like it's in the song to thine own self. Um, And it's Nigel being like, hey, I have a lot of art in me that I want to make. And Nick being like, that's not going to make us money. I'm a capitalist and nobody wants that piece of shit. (laughs) I'm a capitalist and nobody wants that piece of shit. Perfect. Perfect summation. I, I am a good producer and I know that everybody actually wants to see 500 remakes of the same show from the 80s. Yes. And what's the problem here? Not seeing it. It was dollar signs then. It'll be dollar signs now. Dollar signs now, baby. Uh, my eyeballs roll like a little fucking slot machine. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. So... Strangely enough, uh, Nick is having qualms about Omelette, the musical. <laughs> Don't know why. It sounds like a perfect idea. Um, and But he's like, it's going to be totally fine. Everybody's bought tickets. They reverse producer themselves. <laughs> they, it's absolutely a reverse producers. <laughs> where the show actually does fail. <laughs> and then this is the one where they reference all the other musicals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, what's the number? It is I some, can't remember. something wrapped. Make an omelet. Something rotten. Oh, yeah. it is something rotten. Okay. Yeah. Um. And it's like they go and they it's the show within the show, and you get to see them actually perform the first number. And they do a lot of references to the to other musicals. I think they make like a Lion King reference at one time, um, and maybe a Wicked one. I can't remember, but there are a lot of references to, um, other Broadway shows in Something Rotten. The song. Yes. The um, Phantom of the Opera. I think it's Lion King. Yeah. There's a couple in there. I don't think it's as strong as in a musical mm-hmm. because um, like the song and musical is specifically making fun of the concept of a musical mm-hmm. and like that whole idea of like try to explain a musical to somebody who's never seen a musical in their life or, yeah. and doesn't know what they are. Um, whereas this is like the it, it it's more. It's not as self-referential, but they have a lot of those references in there. Um, so it's kind of, I would say it is the lesser of the two, like, reference-heavy mm-hmm. sh- numbers in the show. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
And then Shakespeare reveals himself by, I assume, taking off his hat. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> if I, I, I don't fully remember, back but his I goatee. bet it's something like that. Peeling back his mustache and being like, it was I the whole time. It was me all along. Um, and then they all get arrested, I guess. Because um, yes. the next paragraph starts with in court. Um, yeah. I think they get arrested because of Shylock. Shylock. Yeah, because yeah. of Shylock. Um, and Nick is sentenced to a beheading, which seems mm-hmm. a bit of an overreact drastic you know just a bit drastic listen no bad ideas in a brainstorm but maybe we don't chop off people's heads for just like uh employing others i don't know yeah i like just throwing that out there just spitballing here Uh, listen just let's throw something at the wall and see what stays (laughs) um (laughs) not his head preferably not his head then b enters uh again disguised on disguised she she's like wearing like a juror's robe and like has her hair kind of like piled up to look like a juror's wig it's perfect i love it and she i think she has a fake mustache and you very much know that it is heidi blinkenstaff and um, at this point my god the joke's on you if you can't fucking figure it out exactly um and she like does this weird defense where she gets nick to admit that he needs her or something like that. (laughs) And then she like turns the whole, like somehow I don't remember exactly how it works, but she like turns the whole court on its head and says, this man has already lost his head gone insane for this for what he's been trying to do. And he should be sent to keep his head or like to like regain it or something like that. Don't cut off his head. He's already lost his head. And everyone's like, yeah, it checks out. Okay, good. Yeah, it checks out. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) And okay, she I'm like listening. fully like, wins the trial for that. Okay, love that. <laughs> and they get exiled and they have to go back. They have to um, go to America where they that continue to write, where they have the final of threes. Yes. Rule of threes. They have the they have the same uh, omelet number start, but it's now the story of Nick and Nigel Bottom. Very cute. And then <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Nick hears about the opening of Shakespeare's new masterpiece, Hamlet, to which Nostradamus replies, I was this close. I was this close. I really close. hope that's the last fucking line of the show. Cause I think it might be. I mean, what, you don't write that? <laughs> also, I can't believe right? Nostradamus wasn't played by Nathan Lane. It would It would have been, honestly, perfect casting. Yeah. I mean... If we do a revival, it's that's... When we do I'm, our revival. <laughs> fingers crossed. When we do the bits of a Broadway revival of Something Rotten, yeah. we will be yeah. approaching Nathan Lane. That's right. We will be bringing back Heidi, uh, and we will be asking Nathan Lane to come on board. <laughs> yes. Why wouldn't you? Of course. Um, okay. Perfect. So that is Something Rotten. Um, Connor, yeah. any last thoughts before we hit Man in Chair? I had one and I completely forgot it, so no. I'm so I'm so sorry. Um, I took it's all good. I took two notes for the show and I and I already said them. Um, but I thought a lot of things in my head and then just forgot to write of them course. down. Um, what I should do, what I should do is re- listen to this and get a tape recorder and just say all my thoughts into the tape recorder. Oh, that could be good. You could yeah. get you could do that with your voice memos on your phone. Except I'm listening on my phone, so I need a second uh, device mm, <laughs> to record yeah. all my thoughts. You should get a second phone <laughs> that is strictly just for voice that's memos. That's not a phone that's just for my voice memos. Please don't touch it or attempt Please to make a call. Don't text. <laughs> I'm just going to be carrying around my like fifth generation iphone like no 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 it's 
Yes. It's for recording and, and playing Jelly Splash. Please d- don't touch it or look at it. It will. Explode. Jelly Splash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, Connor, man and share this for us. Yeah, I really did enjoy this musical. Um, it was nice to revisit and um, again, kind of like relive it. Um, I wish that it were still running, but I understand why it had to close. Um, because, you know, Broadway is ephemeral and it, it can't last. <laughs> forever uh but it is very funny i think it's a really excellent like i said it's really excellent um musical comedy it kind of like it really just fucking goes in on the stupidity and the comedy of uh being self-effacing and like making fun of broadway while still being in on the joke itself so i i think it's really excellent um you can't really get a lot of plot from the the cast recording but um, definitely, if you ever get the chance, listen to Right Hand Man, listen to a musical. I think it's excellent. If you can, the I think um, in the 2015 Tonys, they actually opened the Tonys with the performance of a musical. Oh, and nice. it was like something Rotten's performance for that. Like, because they, the musical always does like a performance um, whenever they're nominated. And um, they opened the Tonys with it. Because like it. the Tonys usually opens with like the referencing all the shows of the season. And they just like, yeah. redid it they and said, like made it this. about the rest of the season <laughs> yeah. yeah and they did it with it was excellent it was great it. so if you can find that performance i highly recommend it okay, um, but yeah uh i think it's great i think it's fun it's nice entertaining comedy uh and that's that's all you need meryl man chair yeah i'm 100 on board with you i didn't see it but i watched a few clips i even even watch like a good morning LA performance, just like watching yes. Gotta Hate Shakespeare, but done by an LA theater troupe, like on a morning oh my show. God. Unhinged, uh, the things that I'll do for theater and for this podcast mostly. Um, <laughs> I do want to see Hard to Be the Bard because I just feel like the vibes will be immaculate on that song. They're and, excellent. Um, yeah, it's it's a really fun listen through. Uh, again a lot of penis humor so just a heads up if you're gonna be around children i guess um that's a concern it's only for me and (laughs) um no it's it's really it's really just fun which is an annoying and non-descriptive way to talk about this show but it is just this is just like reefer madness all over yeah (laughs) i think we've said it a thousand times but it's a classic standard musical the jokes are very basic very uh expected but they are in my opinion, warmly received. Like, I really liked all of them. I didn't ever feel annoyed. I was never rolling my eyes. I mean, I kind of was, mm-hmm. like, laugh rolling my eyes. Like, oh, my God. But it wasn't, right. I, I wasn't actively annoyed, which is always a good thing in these trying times. <laughs> Absolutely. I hate being actively annoyed. Um. Anyway, yes, I say go listen to it. Go check it out. I'm sure yeah. there's a <clears throat> leg on YouTube that you could oh, yeah. source. Somewhere. Somewhere. I certainly won't be directing you to do that. But. I think I actually just scrolled past one. Um, but I did want to say really quickly that like uh, the, the comedy hits because they know it's odd. They know the audience for yeah, the show. thousand percent. They know that the people who are going to see the show love Broadway. Yeah. And they they yeah. will get the jokes. And exactly. We're all in on That's the joke together. For. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, just me and a couple of blue hairs cackling away at penis jokes. <laughs> and that was exactly how it was when I saw the show. I think I saw a matinee too. So there were a lot oh, of blue hairs. And that's how all theaters should be. <laughs> just one young person amongst a sea of olds. <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Yes. Um, okay. Connor, anything to plug? <laughs> 
No, as usual, you can find me across all platforms at CRELIA12. I am on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find my funny writing and funny videos there. Meryl, how about you? Nothing to plug for me, but you can find this podcast, Bits Over B-Way, at gmail.com, at Bits Over B-Way across all platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find podcasts. And if we're not there, send us an email and we will get there. We are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash bits over B-Way. All of this is linked in the show notes. And that is all I have. Bye. Bye. We simply do not have any more sparkly leotards left. Your feet are bloodied sudden. You cannot nail the metal to your own bare feet.